0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: We drink tequila, we talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. It's oh, always happy hour here at new. Team Tequila Talks. Yes. But, yeah, so, you
2: know. Always happy hour at Team Tequila Talks. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks, your host Cassandra Ginamel Mel and Sharon
1: Consolas. Mmm, Okay, we're pouring some a little blanco with your coffee. Yeah, I know, right? Blanco coffee, (laughs) coffee blanco.
2: (laughs) I didn't get a good coffee this morning, so I I, like I needed a. Yeah, I I need a little something. I know. I only
1: had a half a coffee this morning. Not great. Um, I had I had like breakfast, which I'm not a
2: huge breakfast person.
1: You Um, should get into the breakfast. I know.
2: So this is an interesting thing. You know, we're going to be talking about food sensitivities today because we brought that up the other day with Nicole Mm -hmm. and people seem intrigued by that concept as a whole. So we are going to talk about food sensitivities, but you know, we also should be talking a little bit about the endocrine disruptors and endocrine system because we've talked about ways to swap out some of your maybe more toxic beauty products, household products, et cetera. So you're just putting less toxicity in your skin because all of those can be endocrine disruptors. What is an endocrine? An endocrine system is your hormone system. Now this is not just your reproductive hormones. This is also your, tell me when to eat, tell me when I'm full, tell me when it's time to sleep, tell me if I'm stressed. Like that's cortisol, right? So you get yeah. all these hormones that play a part. Uh, they're all com- there Were it's working in conjunction with your lymphatic system. And you know, if your hormones are out of whack, you can all of a sudden put on like eight pounds of water weight overnight. Yep. You can also get super stressed and it kills your diet and your body starts eating your muscle and yes, you lose weight,
1: but it's not the type of not weight that
2: you want to no. lose. It's not the healthy weight loss, right? Yeah.
1: You don't want to ever have your body eating muscle eating protein yeah, like never. that's just not the move um you know the sleep thing i've been going through a sleep journey i'm now going to bed at ten thirty all week this week and i feel so much better but the problem is i'm trying to drink more water and i keep waking up to go pee that's a problem
2: okay so you're not supposed to you're not supposed to. Oh my god, we didn't even do our cheers. <gasps> Should we cheers with our coffee or our tea? Yes, <laughs> both. This is a double cheers. Um, yeah. So, with the water thing? You're supposed to not drink within like two to three hours of going to bed, and you are supposed to hydrate. So it's not like oh, just like dehydrate yourself. You're not
1: supposed to down it. You're not supposed to. But I it. was sipping a tea, and this is my issue. I've been yeah. drinking like I found that i was probably a little dehydrated from the weekend so i was like doing all of my catalyst all of my stuff that i do mm-hmm. for like rehydration i was doing and then i was drinking tea last night at like 8 45 got my daughter down and then i woke up at 2 15 to go pee and 5 15 to go pee but they were kind of like phantom peas
2: yeah so okay this is kind of where i'm getting though that is less about your need to actually empty your bladder and this is more about what's going on that's waking you up and that can be endocrine disruptors because that means that your hormones are not properly secreting that melatonin in your body that is saying hey it's time to sleep and the interesting thing is is i find that you know it's the same for me when i am out of whack in one way or another like i feel like even um after I had COVID, I, well, yeah, that's a big one. It was, it's a big, you know, in yeah. like that really did it. And that didn't more of anything. It did a number on my, um, like on my inflammation. Yeah. I found that even my, even my doctor was like, you should be taking pepsid and, um, like Claritin because you're completely inflamed. And this is gonna tie into what we're gonna talk about in a minute here with the food sensitivities too. But I was so inflamed, I had this histamine response. Mm. And even when I had COVID, I had hives. Like I had weird hives. Oh, you got the skin uh, topical. Yeah, Yeah. I did. The second time I had COVID,
1: not the first. (laughs) Uh, Well, they say it's different. They say it's different every time. I will say I slept like a baby when I had COVID.
2: Oh, really?
1: It put me in a deep, deep, like I slept probably like 12 hours the first day. And I, and I woke up and I was sweating, but then I woke up, could not eat. I just had soup and then went back down for another 10. And then I felt better in two days.
2: So I had a hard time the first time I had COVID because it was kind of early on. It was in 2020, and this was the OG, oh, this right, pre variant. Right, right. And you get this diagnosis, and the like. The thing was, is I felt fine. Like I had a bit of a headache, and I was tired. I was fatigued but I otherwise felt okay. So that was really unnerving for me because I'm like, what am I missing? Right? So my anxiety was at like a 10. So I was having a hard time going to sleep at night because I was by myself isolating, right? And And I'm like, what if I wake up in the middle of the night, and I can't breathe, right? Because I feel okay. So I feel like if this is so bad, this is so scary, we're seeing like, you know, how bad it is on the news and everything, and the whole world is shut down because of that shut down because of this. Mm What is what am I missing? Is am I am I gonna like have a stroke in my sleep? Right? right. So that was terrifying. So I had a really hard time with anxiety, and I had to like take some anxiety meds to to a lot
1: of people. Sleep. Yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, even during that time, like a lot of people did like Adivan or a Xanax yeah, yeah, because you your heart would race, right? Yeah. Cause you have anxiety and then you're like, is Why this is my the heart thing? Racing? I've got this right.
2: vascular disease. And, right, you know, oh. right. So then yeah. it's like,
1: it's like a hamster wheel of like anxiety. But I, I think the hormone thing for me, I've been on my own little personal hormone journey and I am someone who's very in tune with their body. I've been physical since I was like seven, done something physical. So I knew something was wrong with losing muscle mass yep eating the same where i was it didn't change much and i was like wait something and not sleeping and not this is not what i'm drinking just normal i normally can hit the bed go to bed at a good time get a full six seven hours and mm-hmm. wake refresh and i woke up groggy and well, just tired that is all of your hormones playing a part because
2: your hormones tell you when it is time to wake up your t- hormones tell you when it's time to eat your hormones tell you ev- it signals everything when in your yeah when to poop <laughs> it signals everything in your body so you know the, the getting back to the breakfast thing, I have been following a lot of these like these hormone uh, studies that are happening right now, and they're saying you know it actually does matter when you eat. People are burning more calories and in, in, uh, in their workouts
1: and throughout the day if they're eating earlier in the day as opposed to later, later at night because that goes into intermittent fasting yeah. lane and that's a new study i think i read the same one that it just, just came out, out in
2: october yep yeah i just um, read the same yeah. one Yep. The, uh, it's, i mean it's, it's very new yeah but very,
1: yeah i read i mean i do that i mean i just switched about a month ago eating before 10 a.m and it's the hardest thing ever because i yeah I'm a you're not a used to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm a noon to 1 p.m eater i intermittent fast mm-hmm. No, my body said goodbye. You're done with that because now. So
2: the interesting thing is too, is this is some of the things that there are obviously a ton of benefits to intermittent fasting. And a lot of these studies are saying, yeah, no, you should still intermittent fast, but you should be intermittent fasting from, you know, eat your dinner at like five, six o'clock and then just be done for the day. And that way you get like your 14 hour intermittent fast. And then when you wake up, eat within an hour of waking up, you're still getting your fast. You're still getting all of the benefits, but- Fasting can be, I don't wanna say dangerous for women, but it's a lot trickier. Cause men, they only really have t- testosterone regulating where they are at and their levels are the same all the time. All the Assuming time. that there's not a, you know. A,
1: Injury like, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or
2: an illness or something. Yeah. But I remember seeing this chart and for men it's like testosterone, just mm. 30, you know, 28 days out of the month. Yeah. There, if you could pick any day and take a snapshot of their hormone profile. It's the same. It's the same, right? But women have so much more going on, mm-hmm. and we've got all of these things like progesterone, and you've got yeah. like these daily. Little it's happening
1: and, daily. Oh yeah, you could your take body. a picture
2: of a female's hormone and be like, "That's day seven of her cycle."
1: Yeah, like totally. Yeah. Or you can just even just not even that. You can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "I did nothing different, and my pants are a little mm-hmm, tight." Mm-hmm. And I and because you're ovulating, or yeah. you know, or you're about to start your period, or you just got off your period. Like right. I just read the study about how some women. In, the moment their period stops then they bloat oh I feel like I'm the other way so, uh, most people are and that just happened to me last month where I was like I just got off my period and you retain more water it's your hormone levels it's yeah. just your body is not and you know as you age and what you did in your 20s you can't do in your 30s what you do in your 30s you can do in your 40s and I'm learning the hard way because I'm like no I can still do this no you can't because your body needs different things as you age it's really as your hormones start to drop off a little bit we
2: should have a hormone
1: specialist special. special. <laughs> i would love that so, well
2: because the another thing too is i follow this one um yogi dietitian person cuz that you know that's that's me love um, a yogi <laughs> dietitian <laughs> and she's all about you know eating Lean and nutritious food. So she's very carnivorous and stuff. He's okay. you know, saying, like, e- eat your organ meats. And I mean, it's like, listen, I don't love liver. So I don't know if I can get on that. As a train. kid, I, I used to have
1: to eat, as a kid, my grandma would make me liver and onions ugh. over with, with the gravy so over you, rice. But, and she, if She would do it in the winter. She'd be like, this is going to keep you, you know, not getting sick. Your granny was a smart lady. I know, but, but bringing it, her up, but, but she, it was mushy. It was so disgusting. So this
2: is what they ugh. say is if you don't want to eat liver, uh, it's one organ meats are the most nutrient dense that you can get. Um, obviously we want to stick with organic and grass fed and all of these things, pasteurized, et cetera. But if you don't want to eat liver, they now you can take liver pills. Those are pretty common. So you get the, you get the benefits of all of the
1: nutrition of the liver, but you don't have to choke down a liver and onion. Uh, Okay. So this is my issue with that. And what my hormone lady just told me like a while ago is because I was like, I'll just have a protein smoothie in the morning. It's probably better for me to get it down than it is for me to eat like some Turkey sausages. And she was like, no, you need to put something warm in your belly. First thing in the morning, it's heat. Your body is cold when it sleeps. And then you wake up. The first thing that hits your stomach should be something warm for your body to work. Your body doesn't work on powder protein, the same way as it works on actual protein I'm breaking
2: it down. So that is what like this, this person that I'm following, um, she says the same thing. She's like, you cannot just add collagen protein to your coffee. You actually have to digest because what you're doing is you're, you know, when you start a car and it's like, vroom, 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 yeah, yeah. like you're starting the engine mm-hmm. for the day. And this was really tough for me to get on board with because I have never been a huge breakfast person. And I would rather have like a massive dinner and yeah. get all the things just in terms of taste of food, but also I'm right. hungriest at the end of the day it's as opposed true. to the beginning of the day. This is just how, just how my body works. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm also a night owl, not a morning person. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense. It tracks. Mm-hmm. Right. But she was saying, uh, she did one of those, like, you know, TikTok videos where they dance right. and they do the ding, yeah, ding, yeah, yeah. ding with <laughs> all of the words that pop did up. Did you think? Did yeah. you think? Exactly. <laughs> and she said, like, let me guess you wake up and you have black coffee first thing in the morning you feel great you probably lost five pounds when you made this switch but now you're gaining weight and you don't know why and it's yeah. like all this stuff is. and i was like
1: oh, crap i know yeah
2: and i don't necessarily think that i am I, like i don't feel like i'm gaining weight but i can feel the i can feel like this is not going to be working long term this whole like and i've been doing just coffee for breakfast for years because i'm like i'm not very hungry and i don't no. want to like take the time to sit down and i like i'd rather just get my day going and then i'll eat at lunch and i will catch up but the whole point is that like you 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 maybe do feel great and lose some weight right off the top because your cortisol is just like firing yeah. and your cortisol levels are through the roof and so you're sitting here being like oh but you know a few years ago when i would start my day off drinking coffee and waiting to eat like i had so much energy but then you end up crashing and then you wake up in the middle of the night yeah. having to pee because mm. your body's all upside down your hair starts to thin mm-hmm. like i like i know a girl who has skipped breakfast not done the breakfast thing yeah. for a long time and her hair's just falling out she it she even admits she's yeah. like I can't wear my hair down anymore. Yeah. My thyroid is, is wrecked. Yeah. And it's like, that's all, that's all and It's all
1: integrated, endocr- And even, and there's something about like, you know, I see these trainers online, like, oh, women over 40, you can't, let me get your muscle back. And it's like, bro you need to have a doctor's help it's just not so easy it's like oh you, the reason why you're getting belly fat is because you're not doing enough crunches that is like, 100 no. that, that like <laughs> it's not
2: that simple not the it reason be for men
1: well this is what i'm saying men you see, my husband wakes up in the morning and if you don't feed him within the first 30 minutes of his feet heat, hitting the floor yeah. i mean he feeds himself i mean he <laughs> yeah. he, you know, if he isn't fed, fed. right <laughs> he's like <laughs> i can't think my brain I, it, like, yeah. and yeah. women we just kind of power through that and we're just kind of like no no no. i'll think about that later and when i have egg and just like a turkey sausage or chicken sauce in the morning i actually feel better and my brain is clearer and my workouts are better
2: see i'm not there yet because i'm kind of starting to slowly introduce um the, the the concept of breakfast and and protein and they they say you're supposed to have thirty grams of protein first thing in the morning and I'm like shit that's
1: so much protein it's <laughs> that's lot. so much just like like eight well, eggs no but it's like four it's a lot t- turkey sausage links and two eggs it's a
2: lot it's a lot because I just, a lumberjack
1: well look I I I, 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 I shoved it I, I like did it and i was so bloated when i first started doing yeah. it and like gassy and my yeah. body was like what are you doing to me but now when i do it i actually wake up and i'm hungry
2: well because you're retraining your signals and yeah. your leptin and like so the thing is is leptin resistance leads to insulin resistance yep. which means like an insulin resistance is basically pre-diabetes yeah so that's the thing is i am not showing any of these hormone symptoms yet but i'm looking at all this research and i'm like oh man shouldn't I be retraining my body now, Yeah. And, but before the damage is done. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not quite there, but you know, we talk about this mm-hmm. on the podcast all the time. It's just about taking steps in the right direction, making healthier swaps. And it's not about just waving a magic wand and all of a sudden being like, I'm doing everything textbook. Perfect. No, but I, I am now saying, okay, listen, I'm not super hungry, but I'm going to have An egg, or I'm gonna get like a high protein, low fat, no sugar added yogurt because even though that's not like food food we were just saying right. a second ago yeah. about, about breaking it's down. To, it's protein and it's kind of conditioning my body to get yeah. back into the groove and yeah. I'm also not eating within exactly an hour of waking up but I'm trying to pull yeah. it
1: earlier and earlier it's like I'm doing I'm before at nine 10 or it's, 10 o'clock yeah because at eight I'm not I just get the kid up take her to school come back piddle paddle yeah. and then I like have to eat but I can't like you know my one girlfriend who's a little older than me she's hard-boiled eggs and then she kind of just like eats eats two right when she wakes up and she's like i feel so much better and i'm not Mm -hmm. there yet i but i'm a before 10 person like i have to eat something before 10. i'm getting there yeah
2: well um endocrine disruptors play a huge role in diet and if you're interested in this you should definitely check it out and we'll of course have some resources if you want to reach out to us Mm -hmm. and we can you know send you Um, some cheat Mm -hmm. sheets and whatnot, We, but we'll look into getting an an endocrine specialist on here. Uh, We need one. I know. I just feel like it is this widely untapped, I guess not untapped, but a lot of people when they put on weight, they're not like, oh, my hormones are
1: messed up. They're just like, uh I'm well, eight. Well, we used to call it. Oh, you're getting older. So, but it's not right. normal to put on twenty pounds in a year. No,
2: it's not. I remember we had our friend um, Tony Bloom on, mm-hmm. and our new nutrition specialist, and he's specifically said before. I think he said sixty-five years old or six, maybe it was 60, mm-hmm. that your metabolism does not slow down relative to your lean muscle mass. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, I used to have a ton of time to work out when I was in college or before kids or right. whatever. And the reason, one of the reasons that a lot of people kind of have to go up a size in jeans Mm -hmm. is because they're not prioritizing that lean muscle mass their protein intake Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden their metabolism slows but it's not because of the age it's because of the loss of muscle
1: muscle yeah and it's sort of kind of like women we just do not as a whole group get enough protein a day most women are not consuming with every meal you should have protein Yep. and it's i don't do that Sometimes I was like a salad. I'm like, oh, I need my veggies. I focus I on know, like the veggies, me too. Yeah. And, but I'm like, you know, you need to have some grass fed something or some chicken or some Turkey. And yep. it does take down the fat. It's really weird how it happens. Cause this is my body went wacky a couple months ago. It does take down the fat and then you see more muscle, but not in a bulk. It's not like muscle in a bulky way. You mm-hmm. just see that layer of fat kind of go away because oh. your body is just feeding the muscle. It's not making it bigger. It's just giving it some, some nutrients. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the it. layer of fat goes off. I know i it.
2: So overall, I think, kind of think the theme of the day is why have you gained five pounds and you haven't changed your lifestyle and you can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. So this could be a, an endocrine problem. This could be a hormone issue, mm-hmm. but it also can be a food sensitivity issue because you go through life and sometimes your body is going to start reacting to things. Differently. And they say that allergies are a snapshot in time and some are lifelong. They are like, I I mean, so I know a lot of people that are intolerant to dairy and they're just intolerant to dairy for life, right? Whether they're um, reacting to the lactose or the casein, right? Like either way that one's the protein, one's the sugar. And some people react one, other people react to. The other mm-hmm. and bottom line is: is you can't have a glass of milk, and you gotta like if you eat some ice cream, it might upset your stomach. So true. Which are some of the telltale signs of food sensitivities, and the interesting thing is: is people kind of lump food sensitivities and food allergens together, but there's actually a different reaction happening in the body when this happens. Yeah. Meaning, you've seen somebody that has an anaphylactic allergy to nuts, right? Yes. And they have to carry an EpiPen because if something is cross-contaminated they or it's will airborne
1: not be able to breathe. They
2: will not be able to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Versus somebody who's like, I know I probably shouldn't eat the grilled cheese, but you know I really want the grilled cheese. I'm just going to be on the toilet later. I'm going to be on the toilet later. And it's going to be fine. These are different things. So yeah. there's intolerances and there's allergies. And there's also within this different levels of yeah. intolerance. So an allergy, there's different antibody responses. So mm-hmm. there's an IgG yeah. and an IgB. Mm-hmm. And these are when you get your blood taken either at an allergist or sometimes you can go to a wellness or holistic doctor and they can run a blood panel for you and tell you what your body is reacting to. It doesn't mean that you're going to die, but it could ruin your evening. Yeah. And that's what's, that's, that's kind of the
1: difference. Like bloating, diarrhea. When you, some of the signs, when you know you have a food allergy, yeah, it's hey, that's like for some knowledge sharing. Yeah. It's more like bloating, diarrhea, gas. Um, when you just ate something and you, your stomach just swoll up or you just feel very uncomfortable, that signals you may have a food sensitivity yeah. or your body is, there's an autoimmune reaction to what, to what you're eating. Now, there's, it's different from, autoimmune diseases and allergies. they ve- People get them confused sometimes because my husband is is someone who's hypersensitive to a lot of foods mm-hmm. because of uh, his autoimmune. So sometimes in, in restaurants, they'll be like, is it a real allergy or is it a, you know, because sometimes people are like, oh, I, I'm allergic to gluten where it's like, You're not celiac but you have a sensitivity right they're trying contamination is a big right my husband's body will attack his own intestines if he eats egg dairy so that's a different autoimmune response but basically with allergies the immune system overreacts to harmless allergens it's the same type of response that expels viruses and parasites so it's kind of like your standard milk soy eggs nuts i mean most people adults and infants the peanut butter test where the doctor we went into when she was a little girl and they pricked her to see if she can eat peanut butter right away. Did you do that when she no, was like? No, I
2: feel like we just gave her nut butter, and we were like, "Let's
1: see how it goes." <laughs> well, you know what? You're probably in Canada. That's why. Yeah,
2: we were in Canada, that's why. and that's yeah. not really a thing. No,
1: here they were like, um, "You need to come in and do your nut allergy." When she right when she started doing really? like food, um, what, was it six months, eight months, whenever they start solid food? It's about six months. I mean, we- they came in and they pricked yeah. her and for nuts and nut, but then it's usually generational.ly Like they said, if you if you're very allergic to something, your child will. If mom or dad have allergies. Yeah it kind of passes to your children too.
2: It can be genetic for sure. Yeah. And Steven and I don't have hardcore allergies. Um, we have a few things, sensitivities, if you yeah. will. So there's like, okay, there's sensitivity, there's intolerance, and then there's allergy. Yeah. Either way, if you are reacting to these things, you probably don't want to put it in your body. Yes. But we'll break it down because a sensitivity, for example, I'm very sensitive to sesame seeds. Yeah. Am I going to die if you eat them? No. no, definitely not. Am I going to have to go to the hospital? No, is it going to make me uncomfortable for several hours? Yes. Yes. So I, and and the only way that you can really find these things out are if you do an elimination diet, which is the whole 30 diet is great for that. I think that the whole 30 diet is amazing for a reboot, a cleanse, a reset, and it's also going to take out any type of inflammatory food, including the top allergens, which are going to be peanuts, uh, dairy, Dairy, gluten. Yep. Um, I believe you can eat eggs on whole 30 oh you can't yeah but if you think you're reacting to eggs you sh- shouldn't you shouldn't okay but if you if you eat an egg and you're feeling all right then like then it's fine right
1: but if yeah you I'm think good with eggs but I know the leaky gut syndrome was a huge thing mm-hmm. maybe like seven eight years ago when that was a huge in the fitness world where it's like do you have leaky gut syndrome yeah. because eggs ca- can cause or contribute to leaky gut that is not my issue mm-hmm. I'm I don't ha- I think I'm like moderately have I have a reaction to crab but it's so low yeah. that I don't feel it because I, I love a crab. crab. <laughs> oh my god! I go to those restaurants and I crack those. I love I love some crabs. I don't think and it some... good. Really? No. You like lobster? Eh. Oh, you don't like the, 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 that family? I'm
2: not a big seafood person.
1: I mean, I'll do
2: it if we're going to, you know, crustacean or like, like if we're going to. Well, if you're in
1: Spain and you're on a boat and they and they fish out a snapper with some garlic and olive oil, you're gonna kill it. Well,
2: and you know, we went on a vacation to Mexico and there was this one at this nice resort. They just have this pop up cafe. It's not even a full restaurant. It's just a Um, guy, and he's like, "Here's what we caught this morning." And he fires up the grill, and he's like, "We've got these two sides." Uh, In that case, a hundred percent. But I am never inclined. You're not gonna go to a restaurant order salmon. No, no, I actually hate salmon.
1: Yeah, I, I I salmoned, I, I salmoned out in college. That was back when salmon was like eat salmon, lose weight. I don't know if you remember that. You're a little younger than me, and so all the dancers were like, salmon for lunch, salmon for dinner, Mm. and we'd buy the canned stuff because we weren't rich, so we would buy the (laughs) canned salmon. it It was. Honestly, it was just like salmon salad, salmon sandwich, salmon everything because of the omega threes and all that. But yeah, you're not going to go to a restaurant and order. I actually think it's ridiculous to go to a restaurant and order salmon. But that's just my opinion. You yeah. can make they charge forty five dollars for salmon. You can, I know, it's ridiculous. It's like Two ninety nine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, and it's farmed. It's not fresh. Right. So. And, well, I mean, I think that.
2: Everybody, I mean, I know a lot of people that are like, I just don't have the taste for red meat or I just don't have the Um, taste. Like my mom hates chicken. You know, like that's just so
1: interesting. And I like I always gravitate towards the chicken. I do. I I like chicken and I'm a red meat. I'm a chicken and red meat girl, even though there's a lot of misinformation out there about red meat causes colon cancer and all this stuff. That is misinformation and yes. we should just quickly clear that up because yeah. it's not the meat itself there are actually no
2: studies that prove that no it's this it's the garbage what they did and this is exactly what this study was and I think it was really irresponsible for the um for it to be published in this light but they didn't say is there a direct causation from eating a steak and getting colon cancer what they did is they found people that had colon cancer and they said, what's your diet? Like, and they found that most of them were eating red meat, meat. Yeah. but they're eating like Seven Eleven hot
1: dogs. That is not the red meat. I am talking about.
2: exactly, <laughs> I, exactly. It's all the, and they're also eating tons that they weren't looking at all the other things like the sugar and the, or the cigarette the smoking or, or, lifestyle, or, or
1: lifestyle. Cause I do believe there are, and you know, I've talked to a bunch of oncologists. I've had the pleasure of having a lot of family members with cancer and the oncologist told me my sister, we were 13, and he goes, um, a lot of cancers we see today are lifestyle cancers. Yeah. And totally. a family member of mine, he's like, This is this cancer she has is because she's been smoking since she was twelve. Yeah. And she's seventy-five years old. And guess what? the body, the lungs are regenerative, but they don't turn over if you keep burying it down. It's like Mm -hmm. your liver. It's like you drink and you keep drinking, 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 then yeah, it's not going to turn over. You're not going to give it a rest. That's why everything is in moderation. But I do believe a lot of things is lifestyle. And I think these studies are meant to kind of like, like make you afraid. Don't be afraid of red meat. If you like it, eat it, get it grass fed organic. I think it's like at Whole Foods, they call it level three meat. Yeah, I mean, anything you get at Whole Foods is going to not yeah. have
2: antibiotics. Yes. At the very least. yay! Yes. Hello!
0: What up, what up? How we doing? Hey.
2: Hi. 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 Jay Glazer. We're going to drink some Taramana. You got your Taramana? You have oh. a lot of product back there. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: we need to be oh, where hey. you are.
2: Well, Jay Glazer, welcome to Team Tequila Talks. We Ooh. are going to chat with Jay a little bit. Cheers. Cheers. Virtual cheers. Uh, virtual cheers. Oh. Um, okay. Mm. Love it. Nothing like starting our midday with some Absolutely. tequila and some cheersing. It's good. So, Tara Mana is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's tequila. My niece. He's He's my niece. niece. Yeah, He's my your niece? He's your niece?
1: Yeah, right. well, oh, my baby a, niece. He's my a, cute little baby niece. Yes. I love this. You know what? You know why I love The Rock and what you just said is because I see him and Kevin Hart have this long joke that they've been having where he, again, Kevin calls him baby bro. And obviously, like, they're not like it's the, what's that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the twins. junior? Twins. No,
2: twins. twins. Yeah, twins. Right. They should For. redo twins. Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel the need to say the full name, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's You have to. You kind of have to. You right? kind of have to. Well, he okay. So Terramona is his tequila. You guys are buds, or I guess niece and nephew. I, nephew. I nephew. mean, uncle, niece and <laughs> uncle. I'm your uncle. Uncle
0: Jay. Okay, I'm Uncle have, Glaze. Yeah, uncle Glaze. Uncle Glaze. uncle Glaze.
2: uncle Glaze. Uncle Glaze. Have you had Terramona before, or is this your Where's first? I've had before.
0: Of course, before? you've had. Okay. I okay. Come out. Are you kidding me? I'm having it right now.
1: Did you <laughs> did you taste this, Taste test this before it came out. Did, were you a part of the crew I that think got, I got to got out like it
0: before it came out? Yeah, I think so. Nah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, look. He, he is. Listen. For the biggest star in the world, he is the most authentic friend I have. Really? Oh, I love that. I feel like oh. I grew
1: up with The Rock. I do, because my family was big wrestling fans growing up, and then to watch him transition into being a film star. I mean, his movie just came out to probably one of the biggest openings of his career. Um, Black Adam just came out, and I was like, damn The Rock, damn Dwayne. I feel like he's probably the most
2: popular worldwide movie yeah. star right now. The
0: dude himself, he is the most authentic friend I have. So I wrote this book here, Unbreakable, How I Turn My Depression, Anxiety, and a Motivation. And you not can it. too. And I called him. I said, hey, you know, I know, he, you know, he, he, and he and I talk mental health a lot. Like, who can we really lean on? You know, we lean on each other a lot. Um, and we're not afraid of it. Like no one's questioning our manhood. So we talk about it quite a bit. He yeah. and I, we get really, really vulnerable. Together, And when I asked him to do the forward, I said, I know it's probably I don't want to put you in this position because sure, a million people ask you. And then if you do mine, they're going to be pissed at you. And he said, I don't care if they're going to piss me. Like you're going to be a voice for all of us in the gray. So, yes, I got your back. hundred percent. And within a day, he sent over the forward. So he's that. We had a, a, a really close mutual friend this past week uh, whose daughter had a liver transplant. And um, I just sent him this message saying, hey, dude, I know you're in Spain or wherever it was. I said, but our boy, you know, his daughter's in for a liver transplant. I usually don't ask him because everybody in the world asks me because they know how close we are. Can you get him to do a video? Can you do this? Can right. you do that? And it fucking drives me nuts. Yeah. So said, in this case, man, if we could, you know, send a video, she could wake up to it. Three seconds later, full video with him and his daughter, Love that. daughter the two of them, Aww. like cheering her on from when she woke up from surgery. So he's the most authentic friend I have. He's that good of a dude. The guy that you see, you know, on all those Instagram posts. I love his Instagram. He's an even better person. Awesome. His
1: motivation videos, man, when he talks about his journey and plight, when he got cut from that football team and he thought it was over and all this, his whole journey to me is one of just like perseverance and just like balls to the wall. Like I'm going to go out and do it, even if I get a million no's. And I think him as an actor, I mean, actors get no's probably more than anybody in the world.
0: Yeah. No, no. You live in rejection. My first 11 years of my career, I made 9,450 bucks a year. Living in New York city. I was rejected more than any human being ever met in my life. And I just made a decision to be relentless in my pursuit of being this NFL insider and and, mm-hmm. and you know being the that was the first minute by minute breaking news guy in the country when that internet thing first came out, and I, I think it's going to catch on. That um, internet
2: thing, yeah. It's thing You have to
0: get people. People always say, like, how do you get? What's the secret of success? Be willing to be more rejected than anybody in the history of life.
2: It's and literally Dwayne, resilience.
0: And, yeah. and Dwayne still thinks like next week. He's gonna have seven bucks in his pocket. He's gonna be broke. Yeah, hey, you broken. gotta,
1: you have to work like the rent was due last year. Absolutely. I don't care how much money you have. You can't get comfortable, not because it's a money thing. And I know a lot of people get really confused with this mentality. They say, "How much money can you have?" But it's not a money thing. It's the thing that feeds your soul, like your purpose and what you put, what you're put on this planet to do is what you should always pursue. The moment you stop an idle mind like feeds the devil type of thing, where it's like if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and that mind starts to work against you, that's when things really start to go like south.
2: Well, it's an energy thing. It's momentum, right? Because if you're telling the universe, I'm content and I'm just good and I'm going to chill, which sometimes for... Mental health specifically. Yeah. Sometimes you do have I mean, to take a little on, break. Yeah. You like you definitely need to get show the universe and and for yourself and for your connection with everybody and everything in the greater ether all this stuff. You've got to say this is the direction I want to head in life, right? This is where this is what I want out of life, and I'm not just going to sit around and watch life go by.
0: And it, right? and it wears you out. It sucks being rejected yeah. as much, messing with people's mental health. I don't care if you're the biggest star in the world. You've been rejected at some point. Absolutely. More than anybody else you know. Totally. And right. you know, the other thing I really learned on, on my journey is that my wallet is not an antidepressant. Nope. And nope. You know, I thought it was going to be rainbows and unicorns when I made it. And I got there. It wasn't because I'm not good here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to learn how to love myself from the inside out. And no amount of money in the world is going to get me there. And that was a stark reality for me. But it, because I was born with this this level of depression, anxiety, I don't I don't really know how to love myself from the inside out. So it forced me to go do all these great things to get some love from the outside in. And I'm hoping at one point they meet in the middle and I'm not there yet. But part of that was, all right, man, if I go get you know this fame and fortune, then it's going to fix me in between my ears. And that just wasn't the case.
1: Because we promote, I think a part of the American dream is that you work hard, get some money, white picket fence, house, two right. and a half kids, and then you've made it. And I think the goal is to get there and we don't promote enough about what you're doing and feeding your mind and your soul on the way there. And I think I just talked about this the other day to my husband, Kobe Bryant. You know, he was always very conscious
0: of. Wait, your husband Kobe Bryant?
1: I know. I just you said, you said, I just talked the wrong said, I said, to him. No. Husband, <laughs> no, I just said, my, I talked to my husband about this the other day about Kobe okay, Bryant. Okay. Like, so she you're was gonna,
0: missing a pause there, though, right? Like you're Vanessa.
2: In a
1: relationship. Vanessa. With <laughs> don't listen to these two. I have a husband? <laughs> no, but I was talking about how Kobe Bryant was always like his mentality was like he didn't negotiate with with himself. He was like, I don't negotiate with myself. Yeah. If I have a goal, I set my goal, and once I set the goal, it's not about how I'm feeling that day as opposed to what it is. But then I, he backtracked. So if he was feeling negatively that day, then at the end of the day, he would go backwards and address his mental health, which I think a lot of people we push He's through. The yeah. He was ahead of the game. And I think a lot of us, we push through on our goals. And then we just kind of let it stack up the emotional, mental health part of it, psychological part of it. And then it it crashes on us. And then you're like, I have this money. I have this house. I have my wife, my kids, my daughter. And I'm in like the south of France on a yacht. And I'm fucking miserable.
0: I'm depressed. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think I'm- you're ahead of the game where I try and push a lot. Now also is that mental health is so reactive. And and it's not proactive enough, but we should take we should put as much in work in our mental health as we do to our physical health. Right. So that's what Kobe's kind of saying. Like if he has sprained ankle, he throws everything at it. Yeah. he's also gonna throw everything at it between his ears, and behind his ribcage as well. Too many people wait until the sky's falling to do that. Yeah. We gotta do it beforehand. And yes. that's where he was brilliant.
2: Yeah, great. and that's even you know meditation and therapy. You have to. It's it's like going to the gym, and yep. you know it is like you're your you're, you're reserving time and you're taking your brain and soul to the gym, and you got to do it even if you're feeling great because you don't stop going to the gym
0: once you're like I, I look pretty good. We're good.
2: Nope. <laughs> you gotta, it's
0: a
1: daily thing. It's a
2: practice. Yeah. It's a practice. Well,
0: I, I talked to football teams about this. I say you guys don't only really catch passes when you have drops. And you don't always only, you know, practice tackling when you're missing tackles. You do it all right. the time. You don't just lift when you're feeling weak. You do it all the time. So mm-hmm. why aren't we doing that same thing with our mental health? Yep. Like it's, it's just not ingrained enough enough yet. And that's where I'm trying to, you know, give this word for people to start talking about it a lot more and becoming normalized.
1: Yeah and, I, yeah. and I think uh, with men in general, I think there's been a stigma to not tell your buddy you know yeah. i think it's great what you and rock have a lot of men don't have that guy that's like hey man i'm feeling down like i know my husband has you know his friends he's like hey can you pray for me man and send him a quick text i'm like yo i need some prayer i having an anxiety attack and i feel like a lot of men don't have that type where women were like girl i had a day i am calling you and i'm about to vent men just don't have that outlet and especially like male athletes i mean i mean football players baseball players basketball players hockey players they're taught you know men have this kind of Facade that they have, the have to, to
0: keep it in, yeah. And that's look, you know, Cassandra's been to our gym on Breakable, and she's seen me train football players and fighters. Oh, yeah, and I'm part of the problem because I said to the guys, Don't show it, don't take a stool in between rounds, don't put your hands on your hips, neutral face, don't show me. don't your take her- a
2: knee, we don't, right? take, a don't knee. take a knee, <laughs> yeah right?
0: Don't, yeah. Don't, 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 you're right, you see, we do not sit down in between rounds, nope. do not ever show it. I'm going to break you mentally, I'm going to break you inside that cage or on that field by having you look at me going, Damn, why is Glazer not sitting down? How come Cassandra doesn't have her hands on her hips? What is going on here? And that's how men are, are conditioned. Trained. Yeah. Conditioned. And now I'm asking that we go the complete opposite of that, and that's how we're going to make it. And that's my level of depression, anxiety, or clinical. It's the earliest memory I have, so I don't know what it's like not to live in what I call the gray. Mm-hmm. And the gray is depression, anxiety, ADD. Mm-hmm. You know, throw it all together. It's you know, elemental P, whatever you want. <sighs> Um not all together. But when I am struggling now, I will call four people that are friends of mine to let them know I'm struggling. Dwayne's usually almost always on that list. Um, man, I'm fucked up between the ears today. I'm struggling, and it makes me feel better. But then I'll call four other people or other dudes and not let them know I'm struggling just to check up on them. Mm-hmm. And that's me being of service. And that's forward. like something that helps me through is being of service. It helps me through my own grades. I have these teammates, right? Having a team, being of service, all these things help me.
2: Well, one of the things that I love with uh, a workout that I love to do on the road, because it's no equipment, it's super raw, you get vocal, you know, you go, ah! mm-hmm. and you, you, you get out all of that energy. And I could do it barefoot in a hotel room. And that always reminds me of get uncomfortable in your body and in the gym so that when real life makes you uncomfortable out there, you're like, I can handle this. I can sit with this. I remember what it was like when I had my heart rate at 165. And I'm screaming because I'm letting out my day and my glutes are on fire and all of this stuff. You want to get comfortable with that discomfort. Mm -hmm. So when the comfort that you can't control comes at you out in the real world, you're a bit better equipped because you don't freak out like what is this feeling? I'm so uncomfortable in my body right now. Yeah. And there's there's such there's such a, a proven link between mental and physical health which is why when a lot of people have anxiety what do they tell you they're like
1: do you, do you exercise yeah gym. breathe yeah. right
0: right away absolutely yeah. did you did you ever notice cassandra also we're the only gym in the world that i specifically kept one thing out of the gym do you know what it is
1: i feel like i don't see a treadmill in there
0: oh nope. you live
1: there's no i've been there once i've been to your gym once i know i'm trying no, i'm like there's I'm like, I'm no i noticed there was no spin but bi- no there is a wind bike there's but no there's no mirrors there's no mirrors Bam. No mirrors. No, mirrors.
0: no mirrors. Not yeah. a single mirror in the place. I remember I that. Want, I don't want anybody's back turned to rest, the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, oh. Healthwise, we need a team. Yeah. So I don't want anybody else checking themselves out. I wanted us all be part of the same team. So I specifically kept mirrors out for that reason.
2: Yeah. That's so
1: good.
0: It took
2: me a minute, but I, I was sitting here right. looking yeah. at the gym in I my know. mind going, no. what's not there? I guess That's there is a so- treadmill in the corner.
0: And- <laughs> yeah. That's and that, so- that specifically was for that because I, I didn't want anybody's... Back turn to the rest of the team. Yeah. I want them all to be in this together and well, walk this walk together. Is what you're talking about. You get yourself uncomfortable in there. We could all check our egos, mm-hmm. yeah. the door, But yeah. then we all have a team together to walk these walk the walk this walk together with outside those doors,
1: right? And what you're talking sure. about is community, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, athletes, you know, they grow up with that. You know, I have family members who are professional athletes and they always have had a community. So I think when you play a part of a team, when you're a part of an organization, you know, they become like family or they have to, yeah. you know, your football player, your quarterback is like daddy in a sense, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you have all of your um, other family members on the team. And I think what most people don't realize, isolating yourself away from people or not finding your tribe can yeah. be detrimental.
0: And uh, people so- say, well, who, who's my team? So for me, like Unbreakables is a team for me. My fight team is a team. My Fox and NFL Sunday crew is a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was on ballers, that was that was a team. But like God's a team for me. My yep. son's a team. My dog is a team. Yep. We have teams around us. There's friends who are all can make up these teams. We just have to realize that we're not as alone as we think. Right. It's true.
1: Even though the world is built to make us feel like you're more alone, but you gotta find social your social tribe, media. man. Find your tribe. That's what I
0: say too. Like social media. I, I talk about my level of depression and anxiety because mine's clinical, clinical. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to have clinical, like we all have it. Listen, Instagram makes us all think our lives suck, right? Yeah, we, doesn't it? We're we'll comparing ourselves to everybody else who's filtered, filtered. In yeah. a second yeah. of one day. Yeah. And we're going, how come my meal doesn't look like that? Yeah. Why am I still left out? Yeah. Holy shit, how my body doesn't look like that. It's fucking terrible. Well, we're it's,
2: in, it's interesting too, because I had someone come on and say, like, oh, you're only posting the photos uh, where you're out with your friends or on vacation. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you want a picture of me on a Tuesday doing laundry? Like, there's <laughs> of course I'm only posting the good stuff. You don't want right. to see like me yeah. sitting in traffic, right? It's <laughs> it's
1: it's everyone's highlight reel, yeah. and I think you know right. you watch like top ten at night on Sports Center. It's like that's what Instagram is to me. It's yeah. like top ten. It makes it's you like left out. It, it makes does, us feel left out. and you got to put. People
0: about have great lives. We feel left out.
1: I oh, know when you, especially when you see people doing fun things, and you are like, Shit, "I'm on my couch. I'm on my couch right now." Although right. I love, a, I love a couch night.
0: Not no, I'm, not, I'm not successful. Yeah, you, you are, but like it, it's just terrible. And um, you know, look, because for years when we try to work to get to where we are, it's all those hours you put in when no one's watching that gets yeah. you successful. Yeah, but that's it's not the boring it stuff. doesn't Happen anymore because now everybody's watching
1: yeah eh. i mean people put their i mean yeah i mean people put their workouts online now it's like i love what i love pre-social media was like athletes were just great and you never knew how they ob- like ob- obtained that greatness you never saw them working out in the gym unless there was like some camera there for whatever interview and then they just every sunday or football or basketball you just saw greatness you're like damn Nowadays, you can see the technique coach on Instagram—the stairs and the ladders oh, yeah. and how high they jump. And, and I'm we even like, like when I go into Unbreakable.
2: One of my favorites is in the summer. It's basketball off season, and I'll like be sitting in the recovery room, and I'm eight like,
1: "Foot giant! There comes are in. <laughs>
2: three seven foot gentlemen surrounding me right now, and they're in the gym for." Hours, I right? Know. That is a lot of work, and it should be because that is their profession. And you also got to work in the recovery, right. you know. Yeah, but it's it's crazy because most people, I didn't see it firsthand until I went to Unbreakable and watched these athletes train there in the off season. And it's like, wow, this is your off season, yeah. and you were in here for four hours. It's crazy,
0: damn yep. right. And that's you know that's the difference between goodness and greatness. And greatness, it's- yeah. These guys suddenly they have twenty four hours a day working their craft. When they're in college, they don't. Right. So that's why so many draft picks are bust because they come in the NFL and they still put in the same amount of work they did in college. No, look, Let's find the guy that's going to use the extra 18 hours like the way Tom Brady does. That's why he's great. It's like yeah. I tell guys all the time. You want them to know the secret of success. Find out who the best is and do more than that. Time.
1: Yeah. Time. I, I just Isn't heard. Great? Being famous is not the same as being great. No. And the reason why they are famous is because they are great. It's uh-huh. kind of like. But I A think lot of the- times they think it's the same. So
0: they'll no. do just enough to be famous. That doesn't make you're great. Like, no. so that hours that, that cast is talking about, that you put in, that makes you great.
1: Yeah. It does. And I think, you know, you look at like, you know, someone like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or, I mean, look, Russell Wilson isn't playing that great right now, you know? And I, I follow him on, on Twitter and he kind of tweeted the other day, like oh, I'm sti- he was like on a flight back from wherever he was flying, oh, doing yeah. lunges and jump squats in the middle of the plane. And I was like, people were laughing at him. And I'm like, but gotta like, you got to get it in. No, it no, in.
0: no, no, but we're only laughing because... He basically said he was doing a marathon at thirty-three thousand feet. That's ridiculous. No one's going to let some you- type
2: of Denver altitude training. I mean, he's now in the mile high city, and he's got to like,
0: dude. Uh, like, get yeah, the reality. You're not going to do four, four hours. It's a marathon, and yeah. he pulled hamstring. So no coach is going to let you do that. I know. You know it's just like Russell's just kind of got lost. And his and the like just wanted to be this brand, this star. Well, like, that I
1: mean, i not a famous,
0: off, but then he says things like this,
1: right? I, I don't know if you ever heard about this, Jay, but this is a famous Kobe quote, and like it's my favorite. I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, obviously. Right. And this quote, literally, I remember it was back when Karam Butler was playing for the Lakers, and that whole squad weren't playing very well, and they and so like Kobe was like, you know, this motherfucker came in the locker room, and asked me, you know, hey, I need a stylist. It was like a rookie and Kobe was like you need a stylist and he was like yeah he's like he's like oh and a publicist Kobe was like
0: get yeah, the clothing
1: yeah, right. so Kobe goes you need a stylist and a publicist he's like yeah he's like motherfucker you scored two points last right. game like you right. had one rebound he's like he's like i hate this he's like i hate the all this crap the social media crap oh, cuz it's yes. ruined being same
0: ain't the same as being great. That That's is exactly correct.
2: Jay, yeah. are you drinking the silver or the Añejo or the Reposado? Uh, do the rep-o. I'm doing the Repo. You're doing the Repo. Okay. We right. have this silver and the Añejo over yeah, here. got them kind of
0: back over here, too.
2: Yeah. Ooh. So we're doing I, – no, I, not a flight. Can you do a flight with two? No. Yes. Right? Yes? Okay. Land. Agree, this but is called takeoff you know. landing. Takeoff landing. Oh, yeah. Takeoff and landing. Well, okay. So I just we're say fantastic. that. The- the yeah. jump from usually when you do a flight or when we taste, we'll sometimes do silver and then reposado oh, and then añejo. Right. But we didn't have the reposado and we're like, okay, well, let's just do the silver and the añejo. Well, and I have to the say, repo. the yeah. jump between the two, like the silver tastes completely different than the añejo. Yes. This it's is, I mean, writer.
1: whiskey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's very light. That's what I noticed about it. It's a very light It's reposado. a very light repo. It's yeah.
0: It's clean. It's very clean. Very yeah. clean. Does it I taste like is it oh, like it's so clean? Okay. I'm not saying that's my friend. I'm, I'm really not. Well, it this is clean. Is... I love it. When I call him for, you know, more cases, it's because I drink the shit out of it.
1: Right. Well, you know that's what? Jay, Jay, can you tell the rock that I wore this specifically for him? <laughs> this is old Wait, school. Little
0: yep. 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 <laughs> that's it. You see the fanny pack. It's his outfit. Um...
1: I I almost wore a fan hat. I was like, oh, I need, ooh, ooh, We're having Jay. He's really yeah. close to Terramana. This is my Terramana rock swag. My turtleneck, I old school. I, I feel like you blend in <laughs> great with this bottle right here. Yeah. Well, it's very like I find the añejo.
2: It, it definitely it, so it says it's aged in whiskey bottles, and mm. I could I didn't even need to read that
0: to know that because he take that a way sip of, way proud of it, yeah. Yeah. it like, He puts like. He is the busiest guy in the world, but he puts so much time and effort into this. That's why he's authentic. Yeah. He put his name on things.
2: Well, one of the reasons that we, we are always talking about the balance between nutrition and staying physically active and lifestyle choices, but also kicking back and having fun and drinking some tequila. And the, the best way to drink tequila, if you are in a hardcore training routine, which I imagine you see all, all the, time, the time, owning right. a gym and being friends with Dwayne and all this stuff, is tequila on the rocks. Right, Sorry, yeah. like we don't add a bunch
0: of sugar to it. We're not mixing it with stuff. I yeah. put a lime in too, my body works well with lime. Yeah, my yeah. body is not good with. So we have nutrition. Have you done that? Unbreakable Nutritionist?
2: So I haven't done it at Unbreakable, but before I came to Unbreakable, I did it because I was getting sick like every day, and it turned out it was the stupid almond milk I was putting almond milk creamer in yes. my coffee.
0: So we have we have we're sure we're about. we sure talking. We we do blood tests at Unbreakable. Um, it's fifteen hundred bucks. Woman named Denise, incredible. What well, turned out. So what she does, she tests you for everything that acts as an anti-inflammatory and inflammation for you. And it turned out for me, the foods that are inflammatory for me were spinach, lemon, asparagus, ginger, soy, carrots, green apples. Wow.
2: Those are so random and you would never know unless you took a blood test.
0: Oh, my God. Denise did this test for me. I've had psoriasis for ten years. I've been on two different medications—one injectable, one pill—just to stop the spread. I took those foods out of my system; it was Boom. gone in seventeen days. Boom! I've had it back. Seventeen this is, days. This
1: is why I tell people all the time: nutrition is not at a group level it's at a micro it's not a macro it's a micro level and you have to know what your body can and cannot process because look we come from generationally family members who were what 100 years ago we don't know what they couldn't have so you don't you don't know you can't ask your great 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 grandfather what he's allergic to I, know what I you well, they
2: found out the hard way
1: you found out the hard way and i think blood test or any type of test you can do that tells you what's causing you inflammation is for for long-term health is probably the best as you get older
0: and I know not all your, your the people watching here have 1500 bucks laying around the spare. If you okay. do, call Unbreakable and, and talk to Denise and get that yes. done because it's a game changer. But also for you, if you realize, okay, I'm having a certain type of food and my arm is itching after or I'm getting sniffly or I'm doing – like, realize it. Take a mental note to yourself and go, all right, maybe – it doesn't matter how healthy – something may be for you. Well, spinach is, is so healthy. Yeah, like That's yours
2: what? are spinach and asparagus. I know, carrots and green and apples green and carrots.
0: apple and lemon we're, and ginger. Yeah, and I was we're talking about every fruits day. and
1: veggies here. Well, gingers are like winter winter flu shot. Ginger, oh my a little God, bit of- right?
0: I know. Oh, green apple for me is like a huge one because I love apple juice. That's like my thing. Oh. In, oh, like on a plane when I don't want to drink, I'll drink apple juice with like a uh, club soda. Yeah. feel like I'm having like a-, a
1: Cocktail, a, a whiskey, whiskey. a mocktail, a so, mocktail.
0: And now I realize those juices were killing me. I can't, yeah.
2: can't use it. So the way, and this is our, just to, we've mentioned this in the past on prior episodes, but allergies and intolerance can be a snapshot in time. You can heal your gut, but you <laughs> have to really give it that that time because yeah. your gut can't heal if you continue to aggravate it with something that is aggravating you can
0: it. it. eventually, And that's what Denise helps was helping me with?
2: You have to heal your gut first because if you're eating foods that are inflaming your gut, then we're getting back into leaky gut syndrome and yeah. all this stuff. You
0: know, but, she found out I had candida too, and we're dealing yeah. leaky gut. So.
1: A lot of men she have candida. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot of you know, candida gets a bad rap with women. They're always like, "Women in the yeast," but men
0: can yeah. be yeast. I, I got past it, but it took me months and months and months and months. It, it and takes bits. your minutes, gut's minutes your longer. second brain. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, it really, your gut health affect your mental health a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh. the brain and gut axis. there's now all of these new studies. They kind of knew before, like a lot of holistic doctors and wellness doctors knew this, and uh, even Eastern medicine and acupuncture knew this. Well, they, I mean, like the, the the gut and brain axis is now proven, and they have all of these studies that yeah. are coming out, going, "Wow, if your gut is messed up, it can cause it can worsen anxiety and depression." Yeah, and you can feel the fluttering in your heart because your gut is inflamed and you're eating something. So you're talking about mental health. Meanwhile, you're probably just discovering recently with all this new food science that you're actually ingesting these things that are exaggerating your anxiety.
0: Like yeah, so I just got back from Thailand. I want to a 35-day eat, pray, love, you know, one body, you know, yeah, mind body spirit journey and um, to try and work on my mental health and my physical health. So they took Denise's test and they did two extras also. And then they would give me a lot of foods that they knew were good for me. So for like, I'm good with papaya and coconut and um, sweet potatoes and things like that. So they try to heal. A, they were trying to heal my, me from the inside out for my gut. Um they give you three massages a day to I'm not calm mad that. down your nervous system oh my god but then Samia. you you meet with these monks to help you with your mental health ooh. and it was deep really? I, I walk in my very first day and this monk looks at me and he's like ooh you're in a lot of pain oh you got to learn how to start loving yourself and hey. i'm like i'm like
1: He's talking, yeah. like, talking to me.
0: He's talking to me. And then this other monk comes up to me like the next day, and he just hugs me. He goes, "We're all going to be praying for you this week." I'm like, "Damn, yeah. I'm fucked up." Like I know I'm fucked up, and I'm usually good with my fucked upness. Right, Right.
1: And
0: I learned some beautiful, beautiful things out there.
1: Wow, you got to let us know where this retreat is. is, is look, it I love one, mental health. Is Kamalaya. Kamalaya Kamalaya one place, in Kamalaia. It's like
2: you're you're yeah. in the you're in a resort, like it's a, like a, yeah, a spa. It's a, a resort. It
0: wellness. Okay. Yeah. It's a wellness resort. It's beautiful. And I need it. I, I went through some, some things this year. You know, when I, when I came out with my book also um, I went through some traumatic things right when it, the book launched and I wasn't able to enjoy it on I, I a, uh, a family member that attempted suicide and, and man, here I am coming out with this book. And I was like, fuck you can help out all these other people, but you can't help your own family member. And it was just, it was, a, it was a struggle for me for a little while. And um, I went down a bad path for, for a bit. And, and as I started you know, being there for everybody else with, with their mental health, I wasn't really taking care of my own. And then to write the book, I stopped all my treatment because I really wanted to describe depression, anxiety in the world. And that wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> that was for a seven or eight month period. And I need treatment. I need therapy. I need my supplements. I need to meditate. I need, I need all these different things. And I just stopped. And it, it just was It was dangerous. Yeah. And I needed to do something to get myself, I lost myself to get myself back on track. The very first day, this monk says to me, hey, I want you to take the next three days and do like the monk thing and not talk to anybody. I said, well, shit, I got ADD. That's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, we want you to sit in your pain yeah. three days. I said, I sit in my pain every day. He said, no, you experience your pain every day. You don't sit in it he said, we want you to sit in your pain. And they said, the little kid, when you were growing up, what you called, was your name Jay? I said, no, it was Jason. I said, okay. For three days, we want you to sit in your pain, really feel it, and hold little Jason's hand. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: let him know it's going to be okay. Show him compassion, because he doesn't feel like he's having me. (sighs) Like... That's so good. That's right. I'm going to start good. crying right here, but I'm <laughs> well, like, hey, you've got to start healing the little kid in you. Yeah. Well, because Starts we're all... The back up on the inside out that way, yeah. They say, all fucked up from an early age.
1: Eight yeah. and nine. They said everyone you meet, if you can see them as eight and nine years old, mm-hmm. and we've all have some trauma on some level, mm-hmm. no one has a perfect childhood. Yeah. No, there's no perfect parent. No. There's no perfect spouse. And so it's like, if you could see everyone through their eight and nine year old lens and take care of your eight and nine year old. Me and my husband, we have this saying where it's like, you know, we've been in therapy for like 15, 17 years where we're always just like, how you doing? It's like, how you doing? But we're asking each other's like child, you know, because you can neglect okay. each other's little baby inside. You, you know, we pr- I protect like, my I eight year that. old. Yeah, I protect yeah. my eight year old. I protect her. She is beneath a shield. We kind of open up a little bit more of that vulnerability for that adolescents that we all are no one's an adult we're all replay (laughs) we're all cosplaying
0: adults (laughs) yeah right right, right. no and that that's for me um i'm on a journey now to heal little jason and i do things every day now to try and heal him and to protect him and then there's a lot that goes along with that there's a lot of responsibility you know but i'm i'm learning like i said i'm a work in progress you're doing the good work
1: that's called the good good work work, i'm
0: sharing it with the world
1: yes that's that's what i
0: think until i wrote this book I always felt like I was cursed with depression and anxiety. Yeah. And now for the first time in my life, because how many people I now hear that is being helped by my words, I feel like maybe God blessed me with depression and anxiety.
1: You know, you turn those um, frowns upside down. I mean, look, everybody's adversity is... Can be your win. You just got to flip it and understand why you had to go through that to get to the win. Yeah, well, because you can't control
2: what happens to you or the hand that you were dealt in life, but yep. you can control your perspective. Yeah. And you can control how it, you manage it.
0: That hand. I'm not lying to you. No. It's yeah, an everyday that. thing. It's every yeah. day of my life. Yeah. Every single day, I got to get up, make that decision to get out of bed. And it's hard to get out of bed every day because mine, uh, yeah. mine is on a deep level. But yeah. man, I make that decision. Then I decide I'm going to be relentless in life. Love that.
2: Well, on that note, we're going to encourage everybody to be relentless in yes. hey, life. And Jay Glazer, thank you so much for joining be us. Be relentless and, and unbreakable. And Mana with yes. us. Can you tell
1: The Rock we said hi? Of course. <laughs> we don't I need told a video.
0: Oh, you I did, did tell him I Oh, yes. maybe That's send
1: him it. a linky poos of, okay. our, of our thing.
2: <laughs> Cheers. Jay, thank you for joining us. Check out his oh, book. Clark Unbreakable. Um, yes. you can pick up Unbreakable by Jay Glazer. Absolutely. You can see yeah. him on Twitter. And there's TV. a podcast
0: now, Unbreakable, and um it's called Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. Anywhere you get podcasts.
1: Nice. We Love will that. link all the things on our link page. Thank you guys thank for you joining much. us on Team Skill of the Talks. Yeah. We'll catch you next time love you thank you jay
0: thank you, you got it my pleasure it was great